Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. And good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. Today I have Tom Campbell with me. I love having Tom on the show. I don't have the science background. Tom can support what I do through uh, physics and um, quantum physics and everything that Tom does. But he also has a very strong foundation on the spiritual side because he's been part of the Monroe Institute for, well, I think since its founding. And so Tom, you know, he has a way of simplifying things that doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. So, welcome to the show, Tom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Always good to be here. Sorry. I know. I love having you on the show. Okay, so I thought since, well, since we're moving into the holiday season, and um, I thought we'd talk about the holiday season. It just seems that from the States, you know, once you hit Thanksgiving, you're pretty much thinking about Christmas. Let's talk about the holidays. I know that we we tend to like to talk about the holidays because I... I love the magic that I feel around the holidays. I love that reminding essence of when we were children and that innocence and that excitement that would build around this time. And even though I don't remember ever necessarily um, getting my, having my expectations met, which is, I think, a lot of the problems with people when they think about the holidays, but I still, I would connect in with that energy there's just it's a just a magical energy at this time of year so let's talk about that and then we'll we'll move into you know what people can do when they're not feeling that energy <laughs> okay um you know i i agree with you i do feel that uh that energy you talk about as well and i think part of that is just that we we tend to get uh, bumped out of our ruts, if you will, at around Thanksgiving time. You know, all the rest of the year, it's get up, go to work, you know, come home, go to work, come home, and we just yeah. do that. You know, then we have a weekend, but the weekends are really, really busy because there's all the things you're supposed to do, and you only get about half of them done, and uh, then it's go back to work, and we just are kind of in that rut. Right. And uh, particularly, uh, you know, the summertime, which has a lot of uh, fun things going on on the side, but then we get into the October, November, and a lot of that summertime stuff is gone. And by the time we get to the end of November, uh, we're we're looking for something to to help us get out of that, uh, you know, go to work, come home, go to work rut. So the holidays come up, and I think everybody just kind of looks forward to things being a little different because there's going to be a lot of parties, a lot of socialization. There's a lot of focus on family. Um, you know, relatives you haven't seen all year will... Yes. You know, we'll come by or you'll go to see them. And it's just like it's not that same old humdrum, uh, you know, routine existence. So I think everybody kind of gets up for the holidays just for no other reason. It just is, is uh, a little relief from the from the rut that we tend to get in and live in most of the time. And it's because we have relatives coming and family, we start spending more of our time thinking about others rather than thinking about ourselves. It's not, you know, you don't go through the holidays just, you know, contemplating your own navel. You know, you <laughs> go through the holidays thinking about other people and the, you know, the connections that you're going to make because it's a very social time of year. So I think that's the, that's sort of the feeling. Even if, um, you know, even if there aren't those magic memories, which there aren't for, for a lot of people, it's still a pretty neat time of the year. Yeah, I think it's. For me, it feels like it's more the energy that's magical. I think, you know, yes, we've commercialized Christmas and we've made it all about, I think we've made it more about receiving than we have necessarily about giving, but it is about giving. And I think, you know, it kind of plays back and forth about giving and receiving. The expectations that we have certainly are about the receiving and not about the giving, but we also have expectations about the giving, too, because we want to make sure we get the perfect gift for someone. So we kind of play around with that energy. But to me, it's like there's this 
I don't know, it's like we're close to the magic of, I don't want to necessarily say Santa, because I don't know that it has necessarily anything to do with Santa, but it is that generosity, it's that compassion, it's that um, expansion of anticipation or, you know, where we, we move into an energy, as you say, of more of caring for people because more people are coming around. Obviously, a lot of people have issues with their family, and we can chat about that. I think, you know, we get caught up in, I guess, again, it's, it's all about our expectations. So I think when we can look at what our motivation is for the holidays and not what our expectations are, um, we, can, we can switch a lot of that around because a lot of people... Um, our motivation is what to have the perfect family get together to, you know, have the perfect home to have everything perfect. And when it comes to the word perfect, it seems to be all about ego because it it really isn't about, you know, what your place looks like or how you, you do something or whether it's perfect. It's really about sharing and connecting with people and, because we always wait until the holidays to to remember to to connect with people. It's like we say, oh, well, we'll wait until the holidays. And then, of course, once the holidays come, it's really, really busy for everybody else. And so we don't always get together. But it's like this energy of, I don't know, excitement that is around at this time of the year because we connect in with that um magical moment or that magical feeling that people want when they're I guess imagining what Christmas or the holidays can be for them does that make sense yes it does and I think you mentioned something very key uh in that uh <laughs> in that, that talk uh <laughs> And that was, the, you mentioned the word intent and motivation. And I think that is the key thing here. Because, you know, the holidays are downers for some people. Yeah. Some people get depressed during the holidays. A lot of people. So this, whether it's whether it's uh, depression or whether it's that magic moment, you know, that, that spirit that uh, makes you happy, depends on your intention. So that's individual. It, you know, every individual is different. Right. Uh, if Yes, we, we exchange gifts at Christmas, and we invite people over for dinner uh, and go to other people's houses for dinner and Thanksgiving. And there is giving there, but it depends on your intent. If your intent is such that it's the giving that's significant, then it's a happy time. If it's about the other people, it's a happy time. If it's about yourself, then it's a, oh, no, i got to fix that big dinner again. And what a mess. And I'll have to clean the whole thing up. And you say, or I've got to buy presents for everybody, you know. How, how ridiculous, you know. Let's, we should just cut that out and, and you know, not do that uh, next year. You know, it's a hassle. Or everybody else is having fun, and I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm lonely during the holidays, and I don't have a family to, to go to. And I sit by myself, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And if you... You know, if your attitude is one of woe is me or all, now all the things I have to do, I have to cook big dinners, I have to buy gifts, I have to get them wrapped, you know, I have to send out Christmas letters and you can get into all of that from a self-focused view and it's all about you and what you need to do and, and your schedule and then how other people will see you. Oh, they're going to come to your house. And, you know, for dinner, oh, you're going to have to clean. You're going to have to do all these other things in your house because you don't want them to know how you live. You know, day to day, you want them to think, you know, that your house looks like nobody lives there because that's the way we think our houses ought to look. Right. You know? So true. And, and uh, you know, if you see it from your own, you know, from the self-focused point of view, then it's just a lot of work these holidays and you can't wait till they're gone because it's, uh, you know, and you, you kind of look at it, magic, what magic, you know, that's a lot of nonsense. You know, okay. It's magic for the children, but you know, after you're 16, you know, grow up, you know, it's, 
it's not magic, it's just a lot of work. You see, the people get into that idea, and there's many people who get depressed during the holidays. They find it an awful time, and they can't wait to get out on the other side of it. And when they celebrate on New Year's Eve, they're as much celebrating the end of the holidays as, as anything else, because that season is just not uh, magic for them. But even if they are by themselves, they probably don't have to be. People who are by themselves, mostly, that's a choice. That's not just a circumstance. Now, that might not be true for everybody. If you're a trapper and you're in a little cabin somewhere in the middle of a, you know, the snowfields of Alaska, then maybe you're by yourself and that's just the way it is. But for most of us, that's not the problem. Most of us, if we're by ourselves, it's because we choose to be by ourselves. And we choose to be by ourselves because of our fear. We don't want to reach out and, and uh, engage with other people. We don't want to become parts of other people's lives or have them become parts of our lives because we don't think we've got that much to share or give or we would be appreciated or that people would like us or et cetera, et cetera. It's that fear that kind of keeps us keeps us, uh, you know, lonely, keeps us yeah. by ourselves and away from people. And that strategy, and it's a very common strategy, is, uh, is this, and that is people think that I can't lose if I don't play. Right. So that means that if they don't get engaged, they don't get in the game, you know, they don't connect with people, then they can't lose. So that's true. If you can't, you know, if, if you don't play, you can't lose. On the other hand, you're guaranteed not to win if you don't play. So if losing is not winning, then you're guaranteed to lose. You say you will lose in that it's not a good strategy. But people use that strategy for all sorts of things, where they kind of remove themselves from a situation that they find uh, stressful, brings up fear, stress, um, you know, that sort of thing. But see, again, that's self-focused. That's all about you. It's about your stress. It's about your fear. It's about your feelings and inadequacy. And you are kind of stewing, you know, in your own ego there when you, when you get into those things. You let fear overwhelm you so that you can't reach out. You can't get in the game because you're overwhelmed by the fear. And that's a really sad state to be in because that means you're unhappy. That means you have no joy in your life and very little you know, satisfaction. Even if you try to convince yourself that, oh, I'm okay by myself. Actually, I like it like this and so on. But for all of that, it's probably that's more uh, humma humma trying to convince yourself than it is reality. Because where we get our choices that matter, where we have the traction to grow up is when we're engaged with other people that's where the you know the rubber meets the road as far as ego reduction goes is when you interact with other people you uh, remove yourself from this interaction and you're removing yourself from the opportunities from the uh, you know from the choices now instead of lots of choices you have a much smaller set of choices oh yes they're safe choices you know <laughs> Nobody's going to tell you that you're ugly. Nobody's going to tell you you've gained weight. You know, nobody's going to tell you that, uh, you know, oh, look at, you know, that's messy, this messy house you live in. You know, how could you live like that? <laughs> you see, nobody's going to do any of those things. And you're not going to have to wash 50 dishes because, uh, you know, the family was over at your house. And you're not going to have to sit around and listen to Uncle Fred talk about, uh, you know, his old war memories uh, for the 15th time. But, uh, again, all of that is just self-centered. It's all about you and your wants. It's not about Uncle Fred. It's not about, you know, connecting with these people and being with them and appreciating them for who and what they are. And that's, that's the difference. So it's, it's, it's attitude. It's intent. It's motivation. And if this is not your time of year because it's, it, there's a lot of anxiety goes with holidays – and a lot of stress goes with holidays because of all the parties and the people coming over. And these aren't people you really like that much anyway. You just hang out with them because they're family or they're friends or they want to come see you, you know, and you've got all this stuff. 
all that negative stuff is just self-focused. It's all about you. If you can let that go, and it's all fear-based. The reason it's all about you is because it's all fear-based, ego-based, belief-based. It's your expectations. It's what do I want? What makes me feel comfy? You know? Well, I could, you know, if people all came and praised me, you know, for a day, maybe that would be good and I'd be happy with that. But if I could just interact with people, uh, I just won't play that game. Therefore, I won't get hurt. It won't bother me that nobody seems to appreciate me. See? So I just won't appreciate anybody else. And then I'm safe. Well, that's a, that's a strategy guaranteed to lose and make you unhappy and miserable. So any of you out there listening to this, if, if that's your thing, that these holidays are really annoying because they're a depressing time, well, it's not the holidays that create this problem. It's you that create this problem. It's your choice. And how do you get through that choice? Courage. You just have to go, interact, engage with people, and don't think about yourself when you're doing it. Find out about them. What are they doing? What's their life like? You know, and don't judge them. Just be with them. Just connect. Share a part of their life. And they will want to share a part of yours. And allow them to do that. And you will find this holiday season to be, just as Lori says, magical. You know, there is a lot of magic in this time because we do interact with people. And that's where, you know, that's where the love is. It's the interacting with people. You know, yeah, go sit in your cave, you know, but that's not where the love is in your cave. The love is interacting with other people. And you have to, you have to get out of the self-focus into the caring about others and not judging others, just being with them, appreciating them for whoever and what they are. Yes, even that... Uncle Fred tells all those stories every year, and you have to listen. Well, enjoy the story. Listen to it again. Pat Uncle Fred on the back because you'll make him feel good. And then you'll feel good that you made him feel good. Don't worry about the story. Don't worry about your having to suffer through it one more time. You know, Stop suffering. Just uh, enjoy it. Uncle Fred is who he is. Find him to be a delightful old codger who is you know, kind of wrapped up around his stories and find delight in that rather than be annoyed by it. It's all in your attitude. You can't blame it on Uncle Fred and uh, all the people and the terrible uh, uh, commercialized Christmas and all the hucksters and all the hustlers that are trying to grab your money during the season. And you could dwell on the negative, but that won't take you any place nice. It won't take you any place productive, and it won't help you grow up. You know, That's just kind of wallowing in your own your own ego, in your own self, you know, uh, you know, it's all about me. Oh, woe is me. You have to put up with all this stuff. So that's the, you know, that's the other side to this is magic. It isn't magic if you don't get out and connect. If you don't have the right attitude, then it's not magic at all. It's, it's not fun. So, yes, it can be a magic time, but only if you become part of the magic. If you're not part of the magic, yourself if you don't engage with the magic then you just be going through the motions you know you still may invite people over you still may go to others house and go to parties but you're just going through the motions you know you're doing the small talk and you can't wait till you know you've been there a couple hours so you can leave that sort of thing you know that uh, you're missing the point that way it's it's you know that's not what it's about it's about caring and sharing with other people just, it's finding other people delightful, finding other people fun just because they are, and just because they are the way they are. Not to judge them, but just to share with them, you know, a part of their life. That's where the magic is. It's, uh, it's not in the stuff, and it's not in the presence. You know, my, my wife, Pamela, she's, uh, she's real funny about giving presents. <laughs> she, she spends a lot of time getting just the right present, and once she's gotten it, she just can't wait to give it. You know, it just just drives her nuts not to give it. And she probably gives, you know, almost all of her Christmas presents to the people that she bought them for before Christmas ever happens because she just can't wait that long. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. She she has this and she knows it's going to be so much fun, you know, to give them this and watch their expression and see this. 
that um, you know she's one of these people who goes out and starts Christmas buying early, gives it all away by Thanksgiving, and then has to go out and do it again. So and then she can't wait till Christmas either. So it's one of those things. She's, she's got. Um, I have a birthday coming up, and she says, "I got something for your birthday." And I know that I will never wait till my birthday before that, <laughs> before that gift comes out because she just can't wait that long. She is just so anxious, you know, to, to give something. And for her, it's the giving is what is what really is fun for her. And whether she gets anything or not, she really doesn't care because she's like me. She has everything she wants. And if she finds something she wants, she goes out and gets it, you know, when, it, when she wants it. So it's not a matter of that. She's deprived and needs things, and is looking forward to the presents she gets. If, uh, she just looks forward to the, you know, giving things to people. And uh, yeah, she's real. She's real funny that way. She just is so excited that she can't. She can't wait. So we do Christmas like you know, three times, you know, before Christmas <laughs> actually happens. You know, we buy things and then we give them away, and then have to buy more things. So it's just, it's just the way it is here around my house for Christmas time. Time comes, but it's fun. Sounds like she gets caught up in the magic of the time. Yes, she does. <laughs> she gets very excited about it. And that's, you know, that's kind of the fun part that, and it's, it's exactly as you say, like the only reason we get depressed and um, lonely is, is because we're focusing on ourselves. And that's not what the holidays are about. Like it's truly not what the holidays are about. And, you know, I think we get confused with all the, all of the information that bombards us all the time. Cause when you were talking about, you know, hiding away in a cave, I mean, to some people, they think that's what they really want. They want to go onto the mountain. They want to, you know, reach enlightenment by themselves. They want to do all of this stuff that takes them away, but they're not they're not evolving towards love. They're not moving into that, you know, that compassionate and caring place. And I wonder, you know, when people say they, you know, they don't know how to love themselves. Like, I wonder if we just get so caught up in having to, you know, the burden of thinking one, you know, we need to reach enlightenment and we need to get there and we need, you know, all of these things that distract us and all of the, you know, the family dramas and the, all of that stuff. Like we really kind of have this dichotomy where we're pulled kind of so many different ways that we don't know what to focus on. We don't know how to, to move in the right direction because we, there's so much information out there that is different like it's you know one person you know I did a great interview about someone and they you know they were talking all about how important it is you know to hold in your own energy and it's all about you and and then you know it's it's just I think it's amazing because we're just like bombarded all the time with different information that conflicts yes we are and what makes that worse is that we try to deal with all of that information and process it entirely with our intellect mm. and that makes the whole thing worse you see because then we ha we take our intellect and we say well you know yogis go off into the mountains and sit in caves exactly. for you know for five years and you know get up and, and walk out of the cave enlightened you know well that's what i need how could anybody get enlightened in my you know on my treadmill exactly. you know I, I live on this treadmill and i have all these things my day is plan from when my eyes pop open to when they go shut again exactly. every you know i'm busy 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 and uh, i drop into the bed i'm exhausted i get up and do it all again and that how could anybody you know become spiritual with that kind of a life so they think about um you know it all intellectually and if you're pursuing enlightenment enlightenment with your intellect you've already lost the bubble on enlightenment, you're not going to get there because right. it's not an intellectual achievement. You see, you can't get to enlightenment through an intellectual process. That's not it. And you can go sit in the cave and, and imagine how grown up you are and how much you know you are the embodiment of love. But when you come out of that cave and you know somebody uh, you know runs into you, knocks you down, steps on your foot, uh, you know. Uh, 
slams the door in your face, you know, all the things that happen to you in the day-to-day life, then you're right back where you started, you see? So the only thing for you to do then is go back to your cave. <laughs> well, you haven't really grown up much. Right. Okay? That's not, it's not an intellectual pursuit. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't some advantage to somebody leading an aesthetic life for a while. You know, there's a lot can, can be said for reflection, for, you know, getting off the treadmill for a while and taking stock of just who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it. And maybe should you make changes? You know, there, there's some advantage to that. But that's not, you know, that doesn't take year after year. That is, you know, that's something you can do anyway. Even if you are on that treadmill, you have time. You just don't choose to take it for reflection. You just don't choose. You choose to watch TV instead. (laughs) You choose to, you know, uh, do other things instead. So it's, it's not a matter that you don't have time and it's impossible. It's not possible. You can, you can evolve the quality of your consciousness. You can grow up without changing anything on the outside. You only need to change what's on the inside. That's where all the change has to take place. It's not your job. It's not your environment. It's not your family. It's not your friends. You know, it's none of that stuff. It's, it's you. And you can find whatever time you need without much trouble. You know, and a lot of people say, oh, you just don't understand my day. But <laughs> yes, I know. I've been there. You know, I've, I've done that. And uh, you can find the five or 10 or 15 minutes out of a day that you can be introspective and that introspective time can be processing in the back of your mind while you're doing other things. You can do it. Everybody can. And, um, the, the dropping out for a short period of time, we call that a vacation, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can go on a vacation and that's fine. And that does regenerate you and it does make you feel better and gives you a chance to think. But many of us, our vacations are more fast paced, you know, than our treadmills, right? On the vacation, you know, we've got 20 things we want to see and uh, things we have to do and places to go. And we're run, run, run. It's just we're on a different treadmill. We're on the vacation treadmill rather than the work treadmill. And uh, we come back refreshed as far as the job goes because we've been away from the job for a while. So some of that routine is gone and makes us feel better but uh, we still haven't taken any time out to reflect and to think and to take stock of who and what we are and where we're going and what we need to do and uh, you know how we should approach you know uh, our future and our growth and so on most of us don't do that in fact most of us do just the opposite when we are alone and have time to think we go, uh, you know, turn a radio or a TV on or plug earphones into our head or some other kind of thing just so we don't have to think about anything personal. You know, we make sure we don't have that opportunity because that opportunity frightens us. We don't know how to do it. Who are we? Geez, I don't know that I want to know because, you know, it might change something. And I just got my life kind of balanced now. So, yeah, we, uh, we avoid it. So the vac- so this this uh, holiday time does have some R and R. It does have vacations and more holidays than our normal time. You know, there is more time for reflection here. And as you meet other people and go to their houses and have your parties at work and and involve with other people, that's a really good time also to do your reflection because who you are will show up. And, and, and express itself most readily and most obviously in your interactions with other people. So just being with people, interacting with them, will tell you a whole lot about you. Matter of fact, it'll tell you a whole lot more about you than it will tell you about them. Mm-hmm. So the holiday season can be a great time for growth, for growing up, for seeing you know, who you are. How, how, how do you lead with your fear and ego, or do you not? You know, uh, just, it's, it's much easier time to, to do that than most of, the rest of the, most of the rest of the year. So, you know, I'd say get out there and, and get engaged, have a good time, and uh, 
pay attention to, to your motivations and your thoughts and your energy. Is it negative? Is it positive? Is it about you? Is it about others? You know, where are you? And then kind of recalibrate. Right. And, and, and it's all about our focus because if, again, the focus is on me, you know, what am I getting from this? You know, how is it helping me? Then we're, we're still missing that point because, I mean, it, it kind of has the same energy when I think of, um, you know, the enlightenment process, you know, some people believe Tantra is a way to do it because it, it allows you to connect with another person and you can reach it that way. And a lot of people feel that you have to do it alone, but in going with what we've been talking about in the holiday season and that magic, I mean, it really is about how we can care for others. It really is about opening our hearts and focusing outside of us with that compassion and that caring and that loving and understanding than it is worrying about, you know, well, what can I do or what can, you know, what can I, what can I think about or what, you know, how do I change, you know, what I'm creating? Cause it's all about my thoughts. I mean, it's really not about me. <laughs> it's about you. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you make a good point. We, uh, we often look for prescriptions, for ways, <laughs> for processes of doing things. You mentioned, well, okay, there's the tantric process. There's a process. And there's lots of other processes. And if you go into the self-help realm, there you'll find hundreds, if not thousands, <laughs> of processes that are guaranteed to make you a better person and to show you the light and uh, you know to lead to enlightenment and all the rest of those things. And the thing is that any process will do. It's not that, you know, this is the special way that, you know, that, that works. Anything will work. Any process, even just going to other people's houses during the holiday, you know, any process will work if you are open to that, you know, to what it is you're doing. If you are trying to learn, if you were, you know, noticing your ego and then saying, oops, I got to cut that out, you know, or your negative thoughts or you're judging. Oh, look at Aunt Sally. She's wearing one of those dresses again, you know, and <laughs> we, we get into all of this judging and, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, non-useful kinds of attitudes. And the holidays is a good time to catch yourself doing that and kind of trace that back to, uh, to, the, to the ego, to the fear and then work on, you know, evolving out of that, out of that situation. But anything is a good process for growing up. The difference isn't the process. It's not the technique that will, you know, get you to grow up. It's, it's you, you know, it's, you know, so all of these things can do it, right? But a lot of that's the placebo effect. You go into a process and this process is the you know, some guy, it's got a, a long name. Maybe if it's got a couple science words in it, you know, that's <laughs> impressive. You know, it's the quantum, you know, something or other, uh, you know, process. And just because you kind of have this idea, well, okay, this will work and I'll learn these things. Well, that makes you more open to it. That's how the placebo effect works. You know, just the fact that it's got good marketing makes it more likely that it's going to actually work for you because you will have a more positive attitude going into it. Well, you can take that positive attitude and just apply it to your life any old time. You don't have to pay, you know, $3,000 to go to some process, you know, someplace. Uh, you can, you can ap apply that positive attitude anytime, anywhere. And uh, again, it works better if you're engaged with people. You know, applying a positive process while you sit alone in a cave just doesn't have a lot of choices. There's not a lot of options there. It's in our engagement with others is where we have these opportunities to grow up. And the holidays are magic because we have more interaction with other people during those times. And that's what its magic is. And that's where it comes from. But if we sit around, uh, you know, grumbling, about the, you know, oh, yes, it's so commercial, it's this, it's that, you know, all these expectations. And, you know, if we just sit around and judge and grumble, then we miss the opportunity. Matter of fact, we do the opposite. We're now making choices that are dragging us backwards, de-evolving us into being more self-focused and more fearful. 
So it, uh, you know, it's opportunity time. Here we are, you know, we're, we're coming up on Thanksgiving and we're going into Christmas and it's opportunity time to connect with other people and in the process do some, some self-analysis and some, uh, you know, looking at how you do that and are you negative and are you self-focused? And if so, don't just say, oh, I guess that's me. You know, I guess I have to live with it. You know, decide to change it. Decide to be some other way. Okay, so let's give some examples. So we're dreading going home because we know that every time we do, you know, there'll be something that's said that will trigger us and push us to get really angry and really frustrated. And, of course, it's fear. Uh, but, you know, our our family triggers us. So whether it's our parents or our siblings, you know, or our children, <laughs> we get triggered. So what can we do instead so that we're not being triggered? Like what can we, what can our focus be when those moments come up? Well, to start with, we should look at those triggers. Right. All right. Every time we go home and visit the, the parents, you know, they're still trying to parent us. They're yes. still trying to tell us what to do. You know, they're going to take one look at you and tell you you ought to lose weight. You know, they're going to, uh, you know, on and on and on because they're still trying to be the parents because they're going to be your parents forever. And they still care about you. That's why they're still trying to help you by telling you the things they think you need to know that you don't understand. And, of course, it isn't like that. You see, you know very well. And you just don't want to be told again. <laughs> so the thing is, you have to look at those trigger points. Look at those things that when you go places, and particularly with family, that it's just something you're not looking forward to. You know, what are those things that you dread? And not just with family, but about the whole season. Right. Take a look at all the holidays. And what are those things you're just not looking forward to? Well, all of those things connect to your ego. If it wasn't for your ego, you wouldn't have any of those feelings. You wouldn't have any dread if it wasn't for your ego. All right. Now, you wouldn't have that ego if it wasn't for your fear. So now you have an opportunity before you even go home or go into the, you know, the, the party at work or whatever to do some some self, uh, um, uh, you know, looking at yourself, analysis. Some, some, some analysis and cogitation on yourself. And all of those things that are uncomfortable are ego and fear. Find the fear. Try to deal with it. And now. Going to see mom and dad or the kids or, you know, the, the in-laws or whomever you're going to go. Now it's a challenge, okay? You've spent uh, the last three weeks leading up to this, you know, uh, holiday season dealing with your fear and your ego and the things that trigger you. And now when you get there and mom looks at you and says, oh, sweetheart, you look kind of heavy. You need to lose some weight. Of course, she tells you that every year when you see her. And now it's Thanksgiving and you know you're going to just put on weight, not lose it, you know, and, and so on. And that's you just don't want to, you know, go there or deal with that. Well, see what your fear is. Your fear of being inadequate. Your fear of not doing what you should be doing. That you should be losing weight. And you don't want to be reminded that you're not, you know, doing things that are healthy and you're not eating well and so on like that, because then that makes you feel guilty and you don't like feeling guilty. So, you know, it's you find that find that fear and deal with it, accept it and say, OK, now when I go see mom and she tells me that I'm just going to smile and think, you know, mom, you're just delightful. You're just so cute. There, you, you know, I'm 50 years old and you're still trying to raise me. You know, I appreciate that. You know, you must care a lot, you know, to do that. And you just turn it around. And now as she tells you these things that annoy you, it'll make you smile. Because you see that she's not trying to upset you. She actually thinks she's being helpful. Right. You see? And it's just the way it is. And it's the same with, you know, with Uncle Fred telling his old word stories. You know? He's not trying to annoy you. It's just his life. That's, right. that's what is meaningful to him. That's what grips him. And he's sharing it. And okay, he shared it, you know, a hundred times, but that's okay. That is, that's him. He's expressing that. 
and you have to look at him and you know that and smile at him and say, "Well, that Uncle Freddie, you know, this stuff really means a lot to him." That was the defining moments in his life that changed him dramatically. And uh, try to see how he was and is and that change and what maybe he still might be struggling with, which is why he tells them over and over he still may be trying to reconcile some things. Ask him some questions about it rather than just try to get away, you know, and, oh, excuse me, Uncle Fred, i got to go help Aunt Sally with the dishes, you know, just some way to, you know, get away. You know, be there, listen, see what he's, not just what he's saying, what is he feeling, you know, what was the connection? Asking some questions. That may be the highlight of your whole visit, just just that interaction at a level of, of caring and sharing rather than a level of trying to get away because it's annoying you. You see, you can, it, it's just you. You can turn these situations into fun, warm, caring situations just by the way you interpret what's going on. Rather than interpret about it annoys you, interpret it as finding what is it, what's going on inside their heads. And for the most part, these people aren't mean and not trying to, you know, to get you or anything. They actually are trying to be entertaining or trying to be helpful. Your parents will always be raising you, no matter if they're 90, you know, and you're 70, you know, they'll <laughs> still be trying to, you know, to raise you. It's just, the, it's just the way it is. That's how parents relate to the children. It's hard to do that any other way. And you do the same thing to your children, and they feel the same way. They go, oh, mom, <laughs> you know. And, uh, but it's not, it's because you love them and care about them. And if they could see that in you, they just smile at you and give you a hug and appreciate you know the the love that you're giving to them so you got to you got to find that that positive thing and relate to that not that negative thing which is all about you the positive thing is about them understanding them their viewpoint so yes if you've got these oh no you know we're going to have to you know put up with this again you know going to get, see the in-laws and they're going to tell us you know how smart they are and how dumb we are and, you know, all the books we need to read and all the things we need to do and all the organizations we need to join. And, oh, you know, what a drag. And you have that. Well, instead, get into their life. Get into, you know, make it about them. Find out why they feel that way, you know. Make it a point to share, connect, instead of judge and, and be self-focused. So it, it's, that gets back to, to what you said. It's all about intent. It's all about motivation. If your intent and motivation are right, you'll find this holiday season to be really nice because you're going to run into a lot of people that you can share and connect and care about, you see. And if you don't, if you have the wrong intent and the wrong motivations, you're going to find all of it a big waste of time and annoying. And by the time you get through it, you'll be so glad that's gone. And instead of evolving, you will have let that opportunity go. And instead of grabbing the gold ring and growing <laughs> up, you will have grabbed the black ring and will have sunk one step further back into, you know, your own misery. And that's your choice. You can go for that gold ring or you can reach out and try to get that black one. But, uh, you know, it's your choice. So that's the thing. The holidays are what we make them. It's what we bring to it that makes it magic. Right. See, we bring the magic to it. The magic isn't out there for us to grab and for us to get. The magic is what we bring to it. And it's not only the holidays. That's the way it is with all the rest of your life. The magic is what you bring, not what's given to you. It's what you, it's what you give. That's where the magic comes from. So that's just the you know that's just the way life is. But it particularly shows itself in the holidays because that's more social time. You know, summer's a social time, right? Yes. We meet up with people. We go to the swimming pool. We go to the beach with them. We we do things with other people. So summer is a is a social time. But uh, the holidays, this little patch of November, December, is a very social time as well. I guess we had to have at least some little piece of social time in the winter, right? Or we'd all come out the other end in the spring being depressed. So, uh, you know, it's it's nice to have a little social time in the, kind of the middle of the of the winter of the winter season. But right. It's all up to us as to what we make out of it. 
we will find that magic there. We will watch those children, you know, and, and their big eyes and their excitement. And uh, we will have a lot of fun just being, just interacting. If we can just let go of our fear, let go of our ego, let go of our expectations, you know, all that negative stuff. So get prepared. Holidays are coming. You know, <laughs> think about all those things that drive you nuts about the holidays, you know, and all those people who are going to be annoying to have to spend time with and realize it's not them. It's you right. that choose to be annoyed and that choose, you know, to be grumpy. Right. It's not it's not them at all. And now you have a chance to fix you. You got a couple of weeks yet to fix you. And then you go test it. See how you're doing. You know, see if you've actually fixed anything or does that stuff still annoy you? Well, if it does, all you've done is paper it over with your intellect. You haven't really fixed it. You see, then go work on it some more. So this is a good season because you're going to get immediate feedback. It is <laughs> going to be, it is going to be social. Right. And, and, you know, I think about, you know, judgments and really judgments are just our fears. Like we, we want to, put it on somebody else and say, oh, you know, we see other people's faults, but it's really still a reflection of something inside of us. Like every time we right. judge, we're really just reflecting some fear that we have inside of us. Right. When we put Aunt Susie down because she has that big beehive hairdo right out of the <laughs> 1950s, you know, so we snicker at her. That's our own fear of being inadequate or, or not being good enough is why we, we put her down to make ourselves feel better. better. Oh, we're better than her. You know, we're, we're cooler. We're, you know, more suave and debonair and uh, she's so dated. And all we're saying is that we're, we're good. We're trying to make ourselves feel better by putting somebody else down. Right. You know, Oh, if they're worse than we are, then we're better by comparison. And that's just, a fear thing. The fear is that we're really not so good either. But if we can find somebody to, you know, that's worse than us or worse off than us, then we feel better. Well, that's a real bad attitude, you know, putting other people down to make yourself feel better. But that's what a lot of our judging is. It's finding the negative in others so that we're really patting ourselves on the back. It's a, it's ego and the ego's there because we really inside know that we're not all that much either. So we need some patting in the back to try to, to try to convince us that we're really not so bad. You know, that's what the ego does. That's the ego's job, right, is to make us uh, not notice the fear. So, yes, indeed, it's all of that negativity is yours. You choose that negativity. It's not them. Every bit of it is, is you. Anything that makes you upset or anxious or angry or anything else or annoyed or, or you know, any of those negative things, it's you that choose to be that way. It's not somebody else or some other thing making it that way. Right. You know, yes, Christmas is very commercial. Well, that's yeah. just the way it is. <laughs> it's the nature of, it's a reflection of our general low quality of consciousness that, uh, you know, we will figure out a way to make a buck on anything. Just the nature of us. But that means to work all the harder to try to grow yourself up because then you will be a, an inspiration. You'll be a light that'll shine, you know, for other people. You can't go out and change the other people. You can only change yourself. Right. So if there's something in this world that seems like, oh man, it's really, you know, it's really bad here. It's not very grown up. Well, your solution to that is to grow yourself up and be a good example. You can't go to those other people and tell them they're not grown up and they need to change. because <laughs> That just won't work. The only thing that'll work is that if you fix yourself and become that, that example. And when you do fix yourself, then everybody else becomes okay too. Even if they are trying to make a buck or whatever else, you can see the humanity in them. You can see beyond just their problems and their ego and their fear. You see there's a, there's a human in there trying to do the best they can with what they've got and they're struggling. And you, then you feel compassion and empathy for them rather than being aggravated at what it is they're doing in their struggle, you see? So it all just kind of fixes itself if you can fix, your, fix yourself. Right. And, and sometimes it's not even, well, yes, it's about fixing, but it, sometimes it's just about accepting. Like sometimes if we can 
just sure. say, yeah, this is me. This is my, this is the one area that, you know, pushes my buttons the most, but have fun with it. Like we, we make all of this so serious. Like if we could just see it as the game, if we could just see ourselves as the sim and not this, you know, heavy, challenging, you know, difficult part. Like, it's like if we could just play and have fun, we, you know, we wouldn't take all these things so seriously and take everything so personally. And we were always, we're always thinking everything is, you know, everybody's judging us. And, you know, because we're not happy with who we are, or we're not happy about something in ourselves. So we judge others. Like, it, it's just this revolving cycle of, you know, of serious, challenging problems instead of just, you know, being light and saying, woo, you know, <laughs> and laughing at ourselves. If we could only laugh at ourselves. Yeah. Well, that's the focus. If you focus on the junk and you focus on the problems, that's what you'll see. Right. And pretty soon you won't see anything else. Right. All right. the world will be, you know, just problem after problem after problem. And you can't see anything else because that's what you're focusing on. And if you focus on yourself and your own inadequacies, that's all you'll see is an inadequate self. And if you focus on your ego, you know, everything's about you. And your ego is trying to cover up that fear. So it's, it's, it's your intent. It's what you focus on. It's, you know, it, again, it all gets back to you, not to other people. Right. And this holiday season is just a great time to break out of that. Try to... Try to uh, you know do it a little differently because you are going to go out there and meet people. You can't help it during this season. Somebody is going to grab you and drag you to some social <laughs> event, whether you want to go or not, because this is the season to be drugged to social events. <laughs> and you know, if where you work, you know, people will have parties, and where you know, if you're retired, family will have parties and whatever else. You know, this is the season, and go out and see if you can't do it positively. See if you can't do it without the fear and without the ego. And, you know, that's a challenge. And the way you do it is exactly what you said. Just lighten up. Just have fun. Just be. And just don't worry about who says what the who or what anybody thinks about anything you're doing. Just be and enjoy the people and let everything else take care of itself. And just acknowledge that a trigger is just a fear that's being, you know, shown up in your face. But if you can laugh at it instead of getting all caught up in it and, and having that, that anxious energy or that anger or whatever, whatever it, you know, promotes within you. I mean, if you could just lighten up and, you know, just say, yeah, <laughs> crap, right. that really bugs me. <laughs> but say, wow, it's just a fear. Like, it's just something... It's just something I'm thinking. It's not something they're doing on purpose. They're not trying to hurt me. Right. Actually, they probably if it's your if it's your family, they're probably trying to help you. Yeah. They just they just don't understand that uh, you know they learning. haven't yet learned <laughs> that you don't reach out and change other people. Right. You know they're still trying they're trying to do that, right. and you can't change anybody but yourself. What you can do for other people is give them an environment that makes it easier for them to change themselves. And you don't do that by telling them what's wrong with them. You know, that doesn't give them an environment that makes it easier for them to change themselves. So they just haven't learned that yet. So they're still trying to reach out and, and fix you, you know, change something, uh, point something out to you that they think that somehow you just don't notice, you know, and uh, they haven't gotten there yet. But here they are trying, even if they're doing it wrong. And you have to look at that try and you have to smile at it. You know, that's just the way they are. And, you know, they're now in their 70s and 80s and whatever. And it's just the way they are. That's just with how they're made. Again, everybody's doing the best they can with what they've got. And, yeah, there's a lot of things they don't understand. But it's not yours to teach them, right. you know. But you can look at them and smile. And not judge or be upset. So it's just the, it's just that kind of a, of an attitude. Just see things as they are, and don't take everything personally. Right. You know that it's all about you. Again, right. taking things personally is it's all about me. Right. You know, everybody who says anything to me, you know, it's all about me, and it's not really about you at all. <laughs> Most of the time, it's not about you. You just think it is. 
and uh, instead make it all about them. And uh, you'll see. And if people are rude or people say things that are, that are intentionally harmful, well, just let that go. That's the way they are. It's not, again, that's not about you. You know, if they say something rude to you about some inadequacy, you know, that they see in you, well, that tells you a lot about them. Right. It doesn't tell you anything about you, you see. So you have to look at it again. It's about them. It's not about you. And rude people telling you oodles about themselves and their feeling and the level of unhappiness and their fears and their inadequacy and all of that stuff. Bullies tell you about their fears and their inadequacy and how weeny and inept they feel. And they have to put on a big bluster in order to cover all of that up. That's their ego. And when you see that, then you don't take it personally, you see, because it's really not about you. It's about them. Even if you're the one on the, you know, taking the, yeah. taking the, the brunt of it, it's still, that's about them, not about you. So you just don't accept it. You don't reach out and, and embrace, you know, that message. Okay, they're telling you something, uh, you know, that they, why they don't like you, you know, or why you are a little bit of nothing, and they're explaining that to you. Well, you just don't accept that message. That's just not it. Listen to what they're telling you about themselves, about the, the state of their mind and uh, why they're, they're doing this. Don't make it about you. You see, that's your own ego. As soon as your ego and your fear gets snagged and, and uh, engaged with their ego and their fear, then it's a lose-lose. Everybody's going to lose in that situation. But you don't have to engage your fear and your ego. See, again, that's your choice. You can, you can uh, outgrow that. Yeah. It's interesting. I think, you know, all we have to do is to just realize, I mean, start with ourselves. But, you know, one of the things that I like to think about is, you know, all everybody ever wants is to be loved and to love. I mean, no matter what people say, no matter what people do, inside, we all just want to be loved and love. So we may do it wrong. We may do it, you know, in a way that doesn't help, isn't helpful for others or, but we can't do anything about the other person. And that's exactly what you've been saying. Like we can't, we can't change that other person. We just accept them, accept ourselves and just be more playful and light and then connect in with yourself and that magic. And you'll have an amazing holiday season. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And you'll have amazing the rest of your life. Yeah. It won't just be your holiday exactly. season. All the things we're talking about here at the holiday season are true of every other day, you know, when it's not a holiday season. They all work exactly the same way. And they work at home with the family. They work at work, you know, with your coworkers and your bosses. It's all the same thing. We're just talking about life and people, you know, interacting with other people. And if you do that from ego and fear, you're not going to have a good time. You're going to walk away upset and you are going to uh, uh, live in a life of stress and very little satisfaction. If you do it with love and caring, your life is going to be a blast. You're going to enjoy. You will be happy. You'll have fun and joy will be with you all the time. It's just your choice. Which one, which one of those would you like to, you know, to live? Which, it's one of those lives would you like to have? Well, it's your choice, yeah. you see. But you have to do the hard work of getting rid of the fear. And that's not an easy thing to do. But uh, when, what we've been talking about, it shouldn't be that hard for you to find that fear because you just start with the negative stuff. Start with the things that make you uneasy. Go find the ego and find the fear and then get rid of it. Work on it. and Don't quit until you've gotten rid of it then test it and if you still get that you know feeling and you know it makes you angry or you start to growl you know uh, when certain things happen well you didn't get it you know you're gonna have to work on that a little harder and just get rid of it. you can't get rid of it with your intellect right. it's not that we're trying to cover over it and make it so we don't react you see, it's not that we, we're trying to be slick and when people say nasty things to us, we smile and whatever because we're really gritting our teeth. We're enduring it and we're putting up with it. But 
That's not a solution, you see. That just internalizes all the negativity. Okay, we don't respond badly. We do the smile and we say, oh, yes, Granny, you know, it's nice to see you too. But we're judging. And, yeah, but, if, but inside we're, you know, thinking negative thoughts. And that's not where we want to go with this. It's not, it's not trying to make everybody behave better. That's civilizing. Everyone else will appreciate you behaving better. But it's about you changing, getting rid of that stuff so you don't feel like growling and snapping <laughs> back and that kind of thing. Not that you suppress it, but it's just not there because your ego isn't, you know, isn't connected to it. Well, amazingly, we are past the hour. So once again, thank you, Tom. I love having interviews with you because we, we really do get to the heart of what matters. <laughs> Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next news from the Heart Show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.